0: Welcome to the fourth podcast of How to Human Like a Demigod. I want to thank you for joining me in this space. And I want to take a moment and bestow healing and blessings upon the entire world right now with everything that's going on. Fear is a big contribution to our world and sometimes we make fear a lot bigger than it needs to be and understanding certain principles and definitions of fear can help us have more control developing more knowledge or accumulating experience from the application of knowledge helps us to step into a more growth minded and higher perspective of ourselves and this human experience that doesn't have a pamphlet or a guidebook is sometimes more about hit or miss and what we learn than where we're going. So this episode, I want to talk about fear and wisdom and why you should care. Fear has a job to do. It wants to keep you safe. Wisdom has a job to do too. It wants you to expand. Both want what's best for you. They just go about it very differently. For example, is it fear motivating you to leave your love relationship? Or is that a wise decision? Before we begin, let's clear up some common misconceptions when it comes to these different definitions. I trust Merriam-Webster over Google and Urban Dictionary because they are older and have been helping us know the true meanings and origins of words since 1828. The first word is wisdom. It is the ability to discern inner qualities and relationships. A synonym is insight. It is good sense or judgment, generally accepted belief, and the accumulation of philosophical or scientific knowledge. Before we get into the second definition, let's step into the realm of neuroscience and dive a little deeper. Neuroscientists Thomas Meeks and Philip Juste analyzed decades of research and found that the multitude of characteristics associated with wisdom including social decision-making and control of emotions, may be accounted for by a surprisingly small number of brain regions, a putative wisdom network. One brain area, the anterior cingulate cortex, detects conflict and makes decisions. Psychologists at Stanford University recently found that part of this region predicts how we balance short and long-term rewards. But wisdom is about more than just cold calculation. Instincts and emotions are also critical. So areas of the brain responsible for emotions such as ventromedial prefrontal cortex may play a role as well. A recent study from Caltech and the University of Iowa found that damage to this area made people less susceptible to guilt and could lead to poorer decision-making. The second definition is fear. It is an unpleasant, often strong emotion caused by anticipation of awareness of danger. An anxious concern Profound reverence and awe, especially toward God, are reason for alarm. The American Journal of Psychiatry states that in English alone, there are more than three dozen words for the gradation of fear and anxiety. The terms fear and anxiety are used in many ways. Consider fear. Most often it refers to the subjective state, a feeling that one experiences when threatened. However, it also describes behaviors such as facial expressions, freezing, flight, and avoidance, as well as physiological changes that accompany such behaviors. The amygdala is the central hub of the circuits that control reactions and actions elicited by an immediate present threat. The lateral amygdala receives sensory inputs about that threat. Connections from the lateral amygdala to the central nucleus of the amygdala control reactions, whereas connections from the lateral amygdala to the basal nucleus and from there to the ventral striation control the performance of actions, such as escape and avoidance. When the threat is uncertain and that only a possible outcome in the future, connections from the amygdala and hippocampus to the extended amygdala are engaged in the control of reactions, and actions using similar outputs pathways are used by the amygdala to control responses to present deaths. People with amygdala damage fail to exhibit bodily reactions to threats. Now that both fear and wisdom have been stated and clarification has been provided, let's state some awareness in the terms fight or flight response. The flight or fight response is an automatic physiological reaction to an event that is perceived as stressful or frightening. The perception of threat activates the symphatic nervous system and triggers an acute stress response that prepares the body for flight or flee. These responses are evolutionary adaptations to increase chances of survival in threatening situations. The flight or fight response was originally described by American physiologist Walter Bradford Cannon in the book Bodily Changes in Pain, Hunger, Fear, and Rage, copyrighted 1915. He noted that when animals were threatened by exposure to a predator, for example, their bodies released the hormone adrenaline, which would lead to a series of these changes, including increased heart rate and respiration. The consequences of these changes are increases in the flow of oxygen and energy to the muscles. Cannon's interpretation of this data was that there was emergency functions that controlled these changes. He noted... that they happened autonomously, and they serve the function of helping the animal to survive in threatening situations by reading the body for fighting or running. A more modern understanding of the fight or flight response is reflected in the work of Scheuer and Elbert copyrighted in 2010. Their more elaborated model of physiological, psychological, behavioral responses To threat is termed the defense cascade. They describe a series of stages which individuals exposed to threat or trauma may go go through including freeze, flight, fight, fright, flag, or faint. When your heart goes through the fight or flight response, the physiological effect is increased heart rate, dilation of coronary blood vessels, The consequence of this is an increase in blood flow, increased availability of oxygen and energy to the heart. When your circulation is affected by the fight-or-flight response, there is a dilation of blood vessels serving muscles, constriction of blood vessels serving digestion. The consequence of this is increased availability of oxygen to skeletal muscles, blood shunted to skeletal muscles and brain When the lungs are affected by the fight-or-flight response, there is a dilation of bronchi-increased respiration rate, which makes increased availability of oxygen and blood. When the liver is affected by the fight-or-flight response, there is an increased conversion of glycogen to glucose. This creates an increased availability of glucose in the skeletal muscle and brain cells. When the skin is affected by the fight-or-flight response, the skin becomes pale or flushed as blood vessels and blood flow are reduced. This creates an increased blood flow to muscles and away from non-essential parts of the body, such as the periphery. When the eyes are affected by the fight-or-flight response, there is a dilation of the pupils, which allows it more light so that visual acuity is improved to scan nearby surroundings. All of these... Fine lined, highlighted definitions and concepts are very important to understand. But why should you care? In this existence, a plethora of information is demonstrated as important to refrain and shape our reality. This information is given, programmed, or learned. These pieces are determined on your survival. Some are through family some are from everyday perception some are just through social information we as human beings develop our personalities when we are three years old however a lot of information that shapes our reality isn't our actual choice as we get older and the mind experiences life events does one actually start to question these concepts Some people go halfway through a lifetime before they completely dismantle their formed reality, which is referred to as a midlife crisis. The concepts of fear and wisdom are a huge chunk of the foundation of your life. The program versus learned fundamentals are based on what you have needed to feel like you are surviving in this existence. But as you sit back, or whatever actual position you are in, Can you actually point out what you believe and what your fear is? Can you identify whether your fears are healthy or just procreated to create the illusion of control and safety? In 2020, we have witnessed a virus pandemic and now riots through our country. Mindless actions clouded in the seat of righteousness. We as humans want to feel like we have control over any of this. But man has no control over anything. But we as mortals want so desperately to believe that we do. Going out and rioting because a man was taken from this existence and a sense of injustice and inequality was presented. This is not the first man to be taken in an unjust way. It is not the first time that race has played its card on the table of fate. Your fear has grabbed a hold of you and it has played each act in this. God did not create evil, man did. We were chosen to step away from Britain as long as we kept God first. But ego and fear and the helms of chaos has befallen us. We can only seek peace, but everything has a consequence. Everything has an equal and opposite reaction. I'm not saying Sing Kumbaya, I'm simply stating that if we as the body were to understand that this is more than the surface value it procreates, then we wouldn't be pawns in this game. Fear controls a lot of the conditioning of of the human mind's existence. You have control over it though, You can't control who lives or dies and social conditioning doesn't have to predetermine your reality. Race does not have to be important because at the end of the day a person doesn't ask to be a certain skin color. They don't ask for their family. They don't ask for all of these involuntary variables. But you do have the power to decide how to use them. If you Line up all of the races and cut them open. All bloods and organs are the same. Pulling people apart because of what's on the outside is just a fool's game. The balance between fear and wisdom is essential, but one must educate themselves in this knowledge. At the end of the day, the pawn and the king return to the same box. Whether the concepts in your mind at this point in time have been given to you, or you have chosen them yourself, whether nurture and nature have predetermined your reality, we as the human body have to take a step back and understand that fear and wisdom play equal parts in our existence. Having a healthy dose of fear is good because it keeps us centered, it keeps us humble, and it keeps us in line. Having a healthy dose of wisdom helps us to make decisions that procreates growth in our existence. Having an admirable fear of your parents is a sense of honor and continuing that love and fear is wisdom. We each have been through things in our lives that have played a part in our existence, how we see things, what we want and who we want to become. Intention is everything in this existence. We get what we give in the pandemic and the riots aside In this moment in time, the only thing that should be on your mind is whether or not you can pull apart the different variables in your life and understand if you're doing something for the good of your growth or the fear of your development. Fear of success is just as detrimental as fear of failure. And knowledge is nothing without the application of knowledge. Being able to have faith, being able to step into any kind of situation and be prepared for it is all about mindset. And the greatest thing that we can do for ourselves is to develop a mindset and a heart set that has the balance of fear and wisdom centered in gratitude. Because greatness is bestowed upon those who are grateful. Everything happens for a reason. You have no control over anything except your mindset and your reactions. No matter who is around you, no matter what has stressed you out, in every single moment, ask yourself, Is what I'm doing out of fear... Or is it out of wisdom? Am I doing something simply because I fear the outcome or lack thereof? Or am I doing it because the intention that I have stated is a consequence of where I want to be? I.E. wisdom. No matter what you want to do, or where you want to be in this existence, you first have to manifest it like you already have it. And you can't do that if you don't understand the variables that need to go into play in order to do so. And everything we do will require that act of discipline and fear and in wisdom and no matter what is happening in your everyday life no matter what seems to peeve you out you have a choice at any moment you can decide what you want and who you want to be and you can throw away anything that doesn't serve that but do not be foolish Do not procreate chaos. Just stay consistent. And if at any point this becomes harder than normal, because it's not always easy having to keep reminding yourself or asking yourself, just remember that if you want to get somewhere, that very few people do get to but anyone can you have to stay consistent diamonds are formed under pressure and we all are worthy to be diamonds so no matter the deaths and the plague and the chaos because there's always going to be selfish people or selfish actions or egoic concepts because that's balance. This life is a balance of not just good and bad or right or wrong. It's a balance of energy. And there are always going to be obstacles to overcome. But if you can decide and acknowledge that you want to be the change and understanding the consequence of fear and the discipline of wisdom, you'll always get to where you need to go. At the end of the podcast, I just want to take a moment And I want to speak peace on humanity to the person or people that are listening to this right now. I want you to remember how valuable you are, how valuable life is in its entirety, how everything happens for a reason. And we are all in this together. Never lose faith And never lose hope. There are always going to be... bad things that can happen. But remember to stay grateful. And remember to stay focused. Because each time we do a good thing... And each time we state our intention for the good of humanity, we send ripples out into the universe and it always comes back tenfold. We as a human race have accomplished a lot in our existence and we're not done. So state your intentions Be mindful, be conscientious, be caring, be empathetic. And remember, we affect everything. We all bleed the same. Ensure that your actions are the same as you would want to receive. And if we are to do anything, Let it be with humanity in mind.